And we're excited that you have tuned in, that you're with us today. And uh, I hope you've had a great week. I want to encourage you, just like we did last week, to take a moment, hit the share button, share this experience with all of your Facebook friends so that those that are maybe scrolling through Facebook right now, maybe they can catch this, this message, this word. Maybe they can find encouragement. They can find hope. They can be challenged with something today as we're all going to be. And so I want to encourage you to do that. It's a great opportunity we have to share uh, and what a gift we have, the gift of technology, right? That we're, even though we're not able to meet together in a building right now and gather together and worship in that way, we can gather together over uh, technology and still be together and comment and like and amen and encourage each other. And so we're glad that you're with us today. And this message, before I get into this, this message uh, today was inspired by some things earlier in the week that my wife Amanda said to me. And after she uh, she said these things to me, I began to study on it and read on it and really take it to the Lord in prayer. And I felt like uh, God really gave me something to share with you today that I think will be an encouragement to you. And I was thinking about times as I was preparing for this, times that Amanda and I have gone to the movies. And I don't know if you like going to the movies. We like going to the movies. I will be so glad when the movie theater is open again. And so date night can be going to see the latest good movie. But I was thinking about times when we've gone to the movies and uh, usually it's a movie that we really want to see. And one of us, and I'll take myself for instance, maybe I'll get up at some point and you're always trying to pick the best moment to get up, right? The moment when nothing's going on, when you don't think it's going to have anything really uh, to do with the storyline so much. And so you get up in that moment and maybe you go get some popcorn or, or something to drink or get a refill on your drink or popcorn. And then you come back and I know I'll come back and I'll sit back down in the seat next to my wife. And what's the first thing that I usually ask? The first thing that maybe you usually ask as well is what did I miss? What did I miss? You know, we always want to know I was gone for three minutes. What did I miss? I was gone for seven minutes. What did I Miss, And I want to talk to you for just a few moments today on that subject. I've titled this message, if you're on the Bible app uh, or if you're taking notes, I encourage you to do that. This message is simply titled, What Did I Miss? What Did I Miss? And during this time, it would be easy for us to miss some things that are gifts from God because we're focused on fear or focused on the difficulty. How many of you know that during this season, it would be so easy for us to miss some things, and I'm going to point some of these things out to you today that I think will help you, and I trust will help you as we go through this time together, but it would be easy for us to be focused on the wrong thing and focused on the difficulty, focused on the fear, and to miss some things that I believe God is wanting to do. And uh, maybe you're watching today and you're asking the question, well, how could this time be a fruitful time? I believe that uh, we're either going to look back on this time as a stressful time, or we can look back on this time as a fruitful time. And I think there are some gifts that God has given us during this time that can cause us to look back in months to come, years to come, and, and see this as a fruitful time and not a stressful time. But maybe you're thinking, well, you know, that's, that's what I want to, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how this, how could this be a good thing? How could this be a fruitful time? Well, that's what I want to talk to you about today. And I don't want you to look back on this time and be asking, what did I miss? What did I miss? What could I have done? What could I have experienced? What could I have entered into that I missed during this season? Our desire in this season should be to experience everything that God wants us to. We should still be seeking to experience everything that God wants us to. And I want to start today with two stories from the Bible 
that we're going to read through and we're going to see what maybe God wants to teach us today. The first one is in John chapter 2, starting in verse 1. It says, The next day there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities, so Jesus' mother told him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, that's not our problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish Jewish ceremonial washings. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the jars had been filled, he said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it had come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. Then when everyone has had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. This story is about the first miracle that Jesus performed. And maybe you've heard it said in that way before. And one of the many things that I notice about this story in the Bible is that there was a problem that God saw as an opportunity. There was a problem at this wedding. If you study into this, you'll know that this was actually a big problem in in their day. It was something that was really disgraceful. And what, what people were seeing as a problem, God saw an opportunity. God saw it as an opportunity to receive glory. God saw it as an opportunity for, for Jesus to be revealed, for, for this to start taking place. And, and what, what we're walking through right now, what many of us may see as a problem, what our world may see as a problem, I believe that God sees it as an opportunity. Jesus was able to take what people were concerned about as a problem and turn it into a miracle or a gift to people. The next story that I want to read to you is uh, quite lengthy, but I want us to read the whole story to get the context. And then we're going to talk about some points today. But this is in John chapter 11, starting in verse 1. Many of us know this as the story of Lazarus. A man named Lazarus was sick. He lived in Bethany with his sisters, Mary and Martha. This is the Mary who later poured the expensive perfume on the Lord's feet and wiped them with her hair. Her brother Lazarus was sick. So the two sisters sent a message to Jesus telling him, Lord, your dear friend is very sick. But when Jesus heard about it, he said, Lazarus's sickness will not end in death. No, it happened for the glory of God so that the Son of God will receive glory from this. So although Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, he stayed where he was for the next two days. Finally, he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. But his disciples objected. Rabbi, they said, only a few days ago, the people in Judea were trying to stone you. Are you going there again? Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of daylight every day. During the day, people can walk safely. They can see because they have the light of this world. But at night, there is danger of stumbling because they have no light. Then he said, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but now I will go and wake him up. The disciples said, Lord, if he is sleeping, he will soon get better. They thought Jesus meant Lazarus was simply sleeping, but Jesus meant Lazarus had died. So he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sakes, I'm glad I wasn't there, for now you will really believe. Jesus already sees this problem as an opportunity. 
He says, for your sakes, I'm glad that I wasn't there. I'm glad that this actually turned into a problem because I am going to use this as an opportunity to show you something. I'm going to use this as an opportunity and a gift to give to people. Verse 16, Thomas, nicknamed the twin, said to his fellow disciples, let's go too and die with Jesus. I love the fact that Thomas is saying, listen, we've already told you that the last time you were there just a few days ago, they were trying to stone you. We don't know why you're wanting to go back, really, but let's go with him too because maybe we'll die with him also, right? Such faith in this time. When Jesus arrived at Bethany, he was told that Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days. Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem, and many of the people had come to console Martha and Mary in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him, but Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now, I know that God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus told her, your brother will rise again. Yes, Martha said, he will rise when everyone else rises at the last day. Jesus told her, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never, ever die. Do you believe this, Martha? Yes, Lord, she told him. I have always believed you are the Messiah, the Son of God, the one who has come into the world from God. Let me ask you a question today. Do you believe today that even in the midst of difficulty and uncertainty, Jesus is who he says he is and can do what he says he can do? Verse 28 says, Then she returned to Mary. She called Mary aside from the mourners and told her, The teacher is here and wants to see you. So Mary immediately went to him. Jesus had stayed outside the village at the place where Martha met him. When the people who were at the house consoling Mary saw her leave so hastily, they assumed she was going to Lazarus' grave to weep. So they followed her there. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and saw the other people wailing with her, a deep anger welled up within him. Where have you put him, he asked. They told him, Lord, come and see. Then Jesus wept. The people who were standing nearby said, see how much he loved him. But some said, this man healed a blind man. Couldn't he have kept Lazarus from dying? Jesus was still angry as he arrived at the tomb, a cave with a stone rolled across its entrance. Roll the stone aside, Jesus told them. But Martha, the dead man's sister, protested, Lord, he has been dead for four days. The smell will be terrible. Jesus responded, didn't I tell you that you would see God's glory if you believe? So they rolled the stone aside. Then Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, thank you for hearing me. You always hear me, but I said it out loud for the sake of all those people standing around me. All these people standing around here so that they will believe you sent me. Jesus is basically saying that this moment that we're in right now is an opportunity for other people to believe. He's speaking to the Father and says, I know that you hear me, but I'm saying this out loud for the sake. In in this moment, this is not such a troubling moment. It's actually an opportunity for you to receive glory. Then Jesus shouted, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man came out, his hands and feet bound in grave clothes, his face wrapped in a headcloth. Jesus told them, unwrap him and let him go. We see that when Jesus received word that Lazarus was very sick, he decided to stay where he was for another two days. At the beginning of the story, sometimes we ask ourselves the question, you know, why does God seem like he's late? 
Why is God allowing uh, certain things to happen? Can I tell you today, God is never late. He is always on time. And I believe that Jesus stayed where he was for another two days because he saw this situation that others saw as a problem, as an opportunity. He knew that there was something greater at work. While everyone was focused on the problem, the situation, the circumstance, God was focused on the bigger thing at hand. I want to give you five gifts today that I believe God is using this time that we're in to give us. Five things that I believe God has given us these gifts in our lives during this time, and I don't want you to miss them. I don't want you to look back on this time and think, what did I miss? You know, as we were talking about going to the movies and you get up at a certain moment, you come back, you want to know what you missed because maybe something happened. I don't want you to miss these things that may be gifts in your life during this time. I believe that what most of us see as a pandemic, God sees as an opportunity. And so here's the first gift that I want you to know about today. It's the gift of prayer. During this time, we have a specific gift. We have an opportunity to pray. We have the opportunity to pray and not just to pray, but to see the true power of prayer. To see how God can actually answer prayer and come through on our behalf. In 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, says, and we are confident that he hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know he hears us when we make our requests, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. Second Chronicles 714, then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. James 513, are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Psalm 102.17 says, He will listen to the prayers of the destitute. He will not reject their pleas. And I was looking up synonyms for the word destitute. What does this really mean? And you can actually fill that word in with the word needy or the word innocent or the word broken or something that has to do with being wiped out. And so we could really say that verse in this way that he will listen to the prayers of the needy. He will listen to the prayers of the innocent. He will listen to the prayers of the broken. He will listen to the prayers of those who feel like they have been wiped out. He will not reject their pleas. And in Romans 12, verse 12, it says, rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble, and keep on praying. During this time, we have the gift and the opportunity to spend more time in prayer. Amanda and I have regularly driven around our city over the past few years since the start of the church and even before that. And we would take time and we would drive around our city and we would pray for our city and we would pray for you. And during this time, we've had even more opportunity, more time to really focus in on spending time seeking the face of God, praying and lifting up the name of Jesus, calling out to God on behalf of our city, on behalf of you, on behalf of our church, on behalf of our leaders, so that God's will will be done. It's the gift of prayer. And I don't want you to miss the gift that we can receive during this time. And that's the gift of prayer and the opportunity to see the true power of prayer. So I would encourage you during this time, spend more time praying. See it as a gift and an opportunity and a moment in time that you can seek the face of God even more than you ever have 
before. Here's the second gift today. It's the gift of pause. The gift of pause. During this time, we have the gift of time and really time to slow down and focus more on what is most important. I don't know about you, but during this time over the last couple of weeks, one thing that God has been working out in me is refocusing on what is actually most important. The gift of time with my family, the gift of time with Him, the gift of slowing down and just knowing that He is God. Let me ask you a question. Have you viewed this time of almost being forced to be still in some aspects through the lens of burden or have you viewed it through the lens of opportunity? It would be easy for us to view this this moment in time as a burden that we can't get done what we want to get done, that we can't be where we want to be. But what if this is a gift that God has given us to be able to pause and remember what's most important, to spend time with those that we love, to spend more time with Jesus? In Luke chapter 10, many of us are familiar with this story, but in verse 38, it says, As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, They came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, You are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. We have the tendency to busy ourselves so much in life that this season really can be an opportunity for us to slow down and draw near to God. His word says that when we draw near to him, he draws near to us. And I believe that God has gifted us in this moment with an opportunity to pause, to be still, to know that he is God, to draw closer to him so that he will draw closer to us. This season is also a gift and an opportunity to draw closer to our family, to draw closer to our kids, to spend more time uh, with our spouse, to, to encourage each other, to love each other well, to, 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 to have fun as a family, even though we might be, you know, being cautious and taking precautions that we can still, in this moment, we can still have this gift of time and this gift of slowing down with our family. And I know that there are still things that need to be done. There are still decisions that need to be made. Believe me, I know we're all, you know, still having to make decisions, still having to, to, to probably work in some regards, still having to do things that need to be done. But what if you viewed this time as a gift? What if this was actually a gift from God that he wants to give you, that he is offering you during this time? A gift of time with family, a gift of time to remember what's really important, a gift of time to draw closer to Him. Here's the third gift today, and that's the gift of peace. Colossians 3 verses 14 and 15, he says, Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. This time is an opportunity for God to reveal Himself as our peace. 
for God to step into the situation, to step into uh, how we're feeling, to step in in different ways and reveal himself as our peace. It's a gift that God is wanting to give us, and I don't want you to miss it during this season. In Psalm 29, verse 11, the psalmist writes, The Lord gives his people strength. The Lord blesses them with peace. I believe that there are many of us that the Lord is wanting to bless with peace during this time. That it's a gift He's wanting to give. It's a gift that He is holding out for you to take today. And as we uh, really have these moments of slowing down and, and not being able to do everything that we are normally able to do, there is a gift of peace that's on the table. And I don't know if you know this, but if you look up synonyms for the word unity, Peace is actually a synonym for the word unity. God desires for us to live in peace and walk in unity with one another and to help each other. What a great opportunity that we have to be the church. Even though we can't meet together corporately right now, we're meeting together online, we have an opportunity to be the church, to help one another out, to be there for each other, to encourage each other and walk in unity together and live in peace. Peace. Here's the fourth gift that I believe God wants to give us, and it's the gift of perspective. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2, Paul says, Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. Isaiah 55, verses 8 and 9, that many of us are familiar with, he says, My thoughts are, not, are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. During this time, you and I have the opportunity to get a better and bigger perspective on life. God has this gift that He's wanting to offer us and it's this new, fresh perspective on our family, this fresh perspective on corporate gatherings, this fresh perspective on spending time with Him, this fresh perspective that He wants to give us as a gift during this time. It's being thankful for what we had before all of this and realizing what actually matters the most and is most important. And I don't know about you, but I feel like this time that we've been walking through, God has given me a new perspective on Him, a new perspective on life, a new perspective on my relationship with Him, a new perspective on what really matters, a new perspective on family and, and my kids and spending time together. It's the gift of perspective. And I choose to see this time, and I hope you do too, as a gift that God is giving me, and it's bringing my priorities in my life back in order. It's helping me to reprioritize my life in these ways, to remember that God is number one, that He comes before everything else. My relationship with Him is the most important thing, to, to remember that my spouse comes next and my kids come after that and then everything else comes after those things. It's been an opportunity for me to really focus on priorities and I hope that it has been for you too. It's the gift of perspective. And here's the fifth gift today as we close and it's the gift of presence. Psalm 46.1 says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. Proverbs 18 verse 10, the name of the Lord is a strong fortress. The godly run to him and are safe. And I love this in Psalm 139. I want to read verses 1 through 10 to you today. It says, O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. 
You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say before I even say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. The gift of God's presence is this, that everywhere we go, He is there. When you go to work, He is there. When you're at home, He is there. When you're resting, He is there. When you're out doing, He is there. That, that no matter where you go, God is always there. And during this time, we have the gift of God's presence with us no matter what. But we also have the gift of presence the presence of our of our family, the presence of our loved ones, the presence of our, our friends that we're the closest to that are really a gift from God even during this time. And I would encourage you to lean into that. Lean into those relationships. Lean into encouraging each other. Lean into the presence of God. Lean into the presence of those around you that you love the most. This is a wonderful gift from God for you to invest more into your family, to spend time with them, and lean into each other as you lean into God during this time. And I want to end today in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And I want to read verses 7 through 9, but I want to read it from the message paraphrase of the Bible because I love how the writer words it. He says, Because of the extravagance of those revelations, and so I wouldn't get a big head, I was given the gift of a handicap to keep me in constant touch with my limitations. Satan's angel did his best to get me down. When he, what he in fact did was push me to my knees. No danger then of walking around high and mighty. At first, I didn't think of it as a gift, and I begged God to remove it. Three times I did that, and he told me, my grace is enough. It's all you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. Once I heard that, don't, don't miss this. Once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicap and began appreciating the gift. I want to encourage you today. What a word. What if we made the decision to stop focusing on the struggle and began to appreciate the gift? What if we began to appreciate the gift of prayer? What if we began to appreciate the gift of pause? What if we began to appreciate the gift of peace and the gift of perspective and the gift of presence? Let me say it again. During this season, God is, is gifting you some things. There are some opportunities where some people see a problem and a struggle and a difficulty, and that may be the case in some regards. Jesus sees an opportunity, an opportunity to give us the gift of prayer more time, a new perspective, more of His presence. And I want to encourage you today to begin to lean into and to begin to appreciate the gifts that God desires to give us during this time. I want to pray for you today. And the first uh, group of people that I want to pray for is maybe you're watching today and you've never accepted Jesus into your life. Maybe you've never given your life to Him. You've never received forgiveness for your sin. You've never uh, accepted what Jesus did for you on the cross. Here's the great news about salvation. It's a free gift. All you have to do is reach out 
and take it. So I want to lead you in a prayer today. If you're watching and you want to give your life to Jesus, you know that the Holy Spirit is drawing you today. Will you just pray this prayer out loud after me? Just say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for leaving heaven, coming to earth to die for me so that I could be forgiven. Today I receive your forgiveness. God, I thank you for loving me enough to send your son just for me. I admit that I'm a sinner. I believe that you died and that you rose again. I confess you as Lord and Savior of my life today. God, thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. And I want to pray for all of you that are watching right now as we end today. Uh, I want to thank you once again for watching and being a part and interacting and engaging online and for sharing this worship experience and this message with all of your Facebook friends and those that are on social media. But I want to pray today for everyone to see the gifts and the opportunities that the Lord is providing during this time. And there may be gifts that, that God wants to reveal to you that He's trying to give you that I didn't even mention today. And I just want to pray that your eyes and that my eyes and our hearts will be open to receive the gifts and to begin to appreciate the gifts that God desires to give us. So Lord, we thank you today today for the opportunities that you have provided, for the gifts that you're wanting to give us. Lord, even in the, the middle of difficulty, even, even in the middle of uncertainty, even when we don't know what's coming next and, and what's really going on around us sometimes, Lord, we thank you that you, even in those moments, just like in your word, where you saw what other people saw as a problem or a situation or a circumstance that was difficult, you saw it as an opportunity. And God, I believe that you see this as an opportunity, an opportunity to give us some gifts in our lives, in our families, your presence in a new, fresh way, the gift of spending more time in prayer. So Lord, I pray that we would hold on to those, that we would begin to appreciate those, that we would focus more on what you're giving us in this moment and in this season. God, we thank you for what you're doing in us during this time. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in again today. We love you. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next weekend. God bless you.